Hey, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show, they say if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all, right? Well, that works fine and everything, but what if you are a supervisor and one of your employees is doing a terrible job or you need to tell one of your kids to stop it? How do you give people the feedback that they don't want to hear? We're talking about it after the news with Sam McCall. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A tower of flames erupted just outside Baltimore this afternoon after a cargo train crashed into a big rig truck, derailed, and then exploded. Emergency responders are reporting several surrounding buildings have collapsed. On news, home prices rose nearly 11 percent since last year. The stock market boomed as investors returned from the long weekend. The Dow added well over 100 points today to finish at an all-new high. Chinese leaders are meeting with President Obama next week in California to discuss to discuss growing cybersecurity concerns. However, today, the Washington Post reported Chinese hackers gained access to several top-secret detailed weapon designs. Before the meeting next week, the president is on the East Coast today with New Jersey Governor Chris Christie promoting the revival of the Jersey Shore after Hurricane Sandy last year. President Obama praised Governor Christie for helping the area to recover so quickly. A Florida judge ruled George Zimmerman's defense cannot use texts sent by late teen Trayvon Martin, who Zimmerman claims to have killed in self-defense. The judge also deemed the fact that Martin had marijuana in his system at the time of his death inadmissible. In world news, combined U.S.-Russian efforts to hold peace talks between Syrian rebels and regime President Bashir Assad are at risk due to disputes between Western nations and Russian efforts to help arm the Assad regime. South Korean leaders have shut down multiple nuclear power plants after unauthorized parts were found in the plants. Officials are insisting the public was never at risk. And Australia has been ranked the happiest place in the world just ahead of Sweden. The U.S. reached a lofty sixth on the list. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Good, uh, uh, what is it? Afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side, doing what we can on this program to help you and your loved ones grow healthier, happier lives. Hope you had a wonderful uh, three-day weekend there with Memorial Day. That was that was pretty great. I got a chance to stay home and um, do a lot of um, housework. <sighs> Yay! So wonderful. So patriotic. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are out celebrating those that have died, those that have given their lives for the country. Not me. I was sanding a door frame all, all weekend. Hurts. I'm sore. Well, good. I used muscles I didn't know I even had. Pain is patriotic. Yeah. Pain is patriotic. It just had nothing to do with my country. It was more just for my door. It was because you didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Yeah. Pitiful. But we did go to a movie, Iron Man. Talk about patriotic. Wow. A man made of metal. <laughs> man made of metal. The patriot, I mean, it's just patriotic because there's terrorists. Saving freedom, flying around. Changing the world. <laughs> Iron Man. And apparently it's over, according to the show. It looks like there's no more Iron Man. I don't know, spoiler I know. alert. I don't know. It's been out for two weeks. Two weeks, three weeks? It's spoiled. I just two spoiled weeks. it for everyone. It's over. 
His heart, he's heartless. He's fixed. Spoiled. Hey, deal with it. Get the video. I mean, I don't want to blow it or anything, but I just did, so deal with it. Um, no, I liked it a lot, and I didn't even sleep because the last movie I went to, I slept through. And I can't remember what it was. It was just a cartoon with my children, and I slept like a baby. Yummy. What'd you guys do? So around here, they just opened the Murdoch Trail. Have you heard of that? No. So there's like a canal or something. It goes from Orem to Lehigh. How far is that? 20 miles. Miles and miles and miles. Okay, lots of miles. I I biked that whole thing. It was great because I did it. It was awful because I did it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I can't bike that far. I can bike far, not that far. Was it that far? Uh, I went from Orem to Lehigh and And then back. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you should have come to help me sand my my doorframe. I could have. I mean, uh, let's face it, I I was like, what, five miles from from where you live at that point? you could have just come over the mountain. I should have. I didn't have any chafing, did you? No, I I, unchafed. Chafeless. (laughs) Without chafage. Yeah, no, no. Good in that department. Well, that's good. To go 500 miles without chafing, that's good. That's pretty good. I don't know if Lance Armstrong's done that. No, no. Are you going to do it again? I will not do it quite as far this next if time. If you want, I'll drive it. I'll drive you there. If you just if you just want to pick up from where you left off, I'll drop you will off. Will you pick me up at a sandwich shop that's <laughs> along the yeah. like towards the end? Like a hot dog shop. Like <laughs> I'll have four mm-hmm. by that point. So I'll do that. Okay, good. And if you want, I'll be part of your team. <laughs> will you be in front till so I can draft behind uh-huh. you I'll in let your you car? Draft off my okay. But be careful because I stop a lot. <laughs> Just keep your eyes you open. Break check me. Okay. It's no big deal. What did you do, Merit? I Oh, you went, went to Les Miserables. I did. The Miserables. I did. I did that with friends. I went to a family reunion. Mm. I had a barbecue with some friends on Monday. Ate a burger. That was the most patriotic thing I did all weekend. America. Sadly. Did it have American cheese? No. Ah, come on. <laughs> it, don't tell me Sorry. it had Swiss cheese. Did it have a pickle? No, I think it was provolone. Oh, Did man. it have pickles? No. Oh, come on. It's not an American <laughs> was this Was this burger made in Canada? <laughs> no, it was made in our really sad apartment complex grill, oh, but yes. That is sad. <laughs> That's sad. It's a sad did, did you give them feedback? Because we're talking about feedback today. No. Why? Because... Hey, I got a question for you, because I did see something. On my Facebook, I get all these new friends. That are great people. And I go in and I look at them because I want to see if I know them. And I don't know a lot of them. But you know what a lot of them have been doing? And I'm going to bet you do this all the time, Merritt. Selfies. Selfies. Explain a selfie. Selfie. That's when you take a picture of yourself with your own A lot of these people do that. They just – but they're mostly women. Yeah. Is there a reason? I I don't don't take selfies myself. Why? Because – well, well, it wouldn't be a I, selfie if you didn't take it. No, It'd I also I probably dropped the camera before I got that far. So this is just I, a person taking a picture of themselves. Yeah, they take a picture of themselves. But they always like cock their head funny and they give like a sultry view. A duck face. That's what it's called. Is, is that the duck face? Yeah, that's when you pat your lips out. That's what I look like if I get hit in the gut. That's a gut face to me. <laughs> if I poke, push my lips gut out and give a face. Uh-huh. It's not sultry to me. It's but just I painful. I think it looks like you're having digestion issues problems yeah. yeah it is that's the duck face but that's yeah. everyone's kind of out there pouting with those kissy pouty duck lips yes that's a selfie that's a selfie 
That's stupid. It is, but... Why do people do that? I just okay, used okay, the line. That's stupid. I read an article on psychology today. Okay. And this um, professional, PhD someone, yeah. said that people take selfies in order to kind of give themselves an opportunity for feedback. So these girls will take a picture of themselves, oh, they'll really? doll themselves up really cute, and then they take that picture like in their bathroom. And yeah. and then, they people, think then people get they put feedback. it online oh, and they think beautiful. everyone's going to tell them they're beautiful. So they get this positive feedback and then they feel better about themselves. But kind of inevitably, inevitably yeah. what happens is that – Nobody really likes selfies. Because, so. because I'm scrolling through and I'm looking, I'm like, oh <laughs> no, man, she yeah. should really like not be taking pictures of herself ever, ever yeah. in the exactly. future. Is she should why, run away is from that why they do? They, so is that why Skyboy always sends me pictures of him in his onesie with his cape? He just wants you to give him some positive feedback so he can feel better about it. I himself. just want your approval, Matt. That's all I want. Really? Yeah. Well, just ask. You don't have to... Well, I usually so. ask in the in the message that I send with the oh, picture, you, yeah, just to get some some, some well, like the last one you and, said. Don't you think I look ripped in this outfit? Yeah, and, and you I never said, responded. Well, I did. I said real men don't use the word outfit. Yeah. So what did that? I say the next time? I also, it. you ripped the outfit. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad. But yeah, then what did you say the next time? Oh, go Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> go Spurs. But Spurs are in the championship. Yeah, that's all you swept, care about. Swept the Grizzlies. Yeah, but you always like take pictures in your Spurs uniform um, from the <laughs> with the nineteen seven or the nineteen nineties David Robinson short shorts, and you're always like, "Don't you think I look good in these?" And I'm like, "Skyboy." Those shorts aren't that short on me though, because he was really tall. Well, they weren't really his shorts. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> Just because they have his number doesn't mean it's the, he wore okay, those. Okay. You know that, right? Well, I didn't until now. But Okay. Well, I don't want to blow up your little illusion, but I just want you to have some feedback. You don't need to send me a selfie to have me give you feedback. Okay, I won't send. Well, Let me give it, you some feedback a... right now. Quit wearing kids' onesies and, and kids. Is it a selfie if you set the timer and then run? And stand in front, or do you have to be holding the camera? Well, did you do it by yourself? I, I did a I did a timer. It's a selfie. Okay. It's a self time selfie. Okay, so those are the hardest to say because <laughs> you really have to know your technology. But it's a selfie. Okay. And if you take it in your bathroom, they always take them in their bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> in the mirror. And you know what else? The duck lips thing. The duck face. You got to stop doing that. That looks weird. Skyboy. Okay. Stop it. I was just doing blue steel from Zoolander. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like blue or steel. <laughs> it looks just silly. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I'm trying to give you feedback because the show today is about feedback because I think we're all too afraid to give each other feedback. So we don't. And then you're going to keep wearing those clothes and those short shorts. And then you're going to come to me in 20 years and say, why was I never <laughs> married? Why? Why? Why do the ladies not flock? And I'm going to say blue steel. Does that bring back memories? Not okay. blue and not steel. I'm, I'm glad I can be your example for well, the day's lead into the topic. I just want to help you. I do. That's good because I just want your approval. So we can wow. work together. Well, we shot through that one, didn't we? Yeah. Now we know. If I just give you approval, then you'll quit dressing like that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Okay. You're the best. You're doing a great job. Thanks. Minus the steel duck face thing. Um, tell me about this narcissism thing. Okay, yeah, so we were that, talking about this before the show. Me. Yeah, so the selfie, does it come from narcissism? Like this pretty narcissistic or it's apparently a lack yeah. of security. Yeah, but it seems like everybody seems to think, and I think a lot of this is because of social media, that their opinion is important. 
Yeah. It's like, well, if I can post it on Facebook, yeah. then everybody should know yeah. what I think. Oh, yeah. People. Because I can. Yeah. But, okay, interesting. Here's, here's an interesting thing. This was a study done. Um, it involved 37,000 college students. Wow. Yeah. And of, that's a big sample. What they concluded in the study, it was on narcissism, that in from the 1980s to now, narcissism, narcissistic traits, which are typically viewed as negative, right, yeah. mm-hmm. have increased just as much as obesity. There's a parallel. <laughs> you hmm. wouldn't think so, but... <laughs> you wouldn't, but it's interesting. No, but that, that implies that narcissism is an epidemic, that... Yeah. This is a major problem. Well, they're always saying that our weight gaining is a major problem. So maybe our narcissism is a major problem. Yeah. And I think it is about social media because have you ever just posted something and then everyone has an opinion? Yeah. And they so all annoying. think they're right. Well, yeah. I was, they're messed, that's messed up. Yeah. And I, I, as a film major, I am studying film. It, what really gets me is when I go and see a movie and everyone thinks their feedback is – oh. Is valid. And I have to say, I mean, people think they're experts at movies because they, they see movies. Well, they, 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 they have, dollars. They've <laughs> they have watched, watched a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it may have been. And, and as we all know, watching a movie. Fast and Furious, one through six. Oh, but. goodness. Yep, oh, yeah. People watch those. <laughs> That's a great one. But, yeah, everyone thinks they're an expert about it. And yep. as, as somebody who's done some study, it's a little like, interesting. Like Zoolander. <laughs> like, who would bring up Zoolander? <laughs> I mean, not to re- – yeah. Anyway, Skyboy. <laughs> I mean, you don't bring up Zoolander still blue. Blue still. Blue steel. Yeah. You don't do that. I mean, I mean, it's old, man. Whenever I see those pictures, that's what I think of, though. So. <laughs> duck lips. Duck face. That's what the face they're making. Oh, so. yeah. Well, but it was predating today's duck face. That was pre-social media, wasn't it? I think so because he had the tiny little cell phone. Instead of, the, <laughs> instead of a smartphone. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, well, that's scary to me because so narcissism's going up and everyone thinks that their opinion matters. But then some people are free to share it about something they know nothing about. Yes, they feel very licensed to do so. I mean, they, they can they have access to Wikipedia, whether or not they've well, read the Wikipedia article or not has nothing to do with it. But because they have access, just because you have they are the rights to speak doesn't mean you have anything to add. No. Yeah. But then you don't want to neglect, like, you don't want to let the person that does have something to add not say something. No. So after so, you went to your play. Yes, because I went to Les Miserables last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Miserables. It's a great play. It's great. It's not my cup of tea. I try. I have tried. What you don't like. I've tried valiantly to like this because so What's many people not do. What's to like? Um. We can get into that later. I think it's a beautiful story, and the, many of the songs are very, very well done. Yes. And the play that I saw last night Have was... you heard Sky sing um, uh, the, what's it called song? The drinking song from Les Mis? Yeah, I think you're asking the wrong crowd here. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's just a great I song. Could, and Sky sings not. it every time. Wait, Master of the House? Master no. of the House. Ah, that one. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Sing it. Hit it. Just hit, sing a little bit, Sky. <laughs> well, I don't have my partner because it's a duet. Yeah, there's the, the well, male Merit is here. Okay, you start. Merit Merit. Just saw it. <laughs> you go first. Merit. <laughs> we'll just I'll skip anyway. The anyway, there. She, Merit doesn't like it. Okay, <laughs> gentlemen's handshake. Let's never do this ever. <laughs> yeah, let's make a rule that we never have that on air. 
Hmm. Okay, so you didn't anyway, like it. You're done with no, all your no, friends. I, I thought actually, I thought it was well done. It exceeded my expectations. Granted, I went in with very low expectations, but well, you've hey. seen the movie, so you thought it was a lot like the movie. <laughs> I've seen the movie. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we come out and everyone's talking, and we're I was. I was the taxi driver for the night with my group of friends, and we hopped back in the car, and everyone starts talking, and they all start talking about the the play. And in some cases, that led to some really great discussions about freedom and the themes of the play yeah. that were just wonderful. I haven't yeah. heard discussions that great in my car for a while. And But a lot of the other things, uh, other topics that came up were their evaluations yeah. of this play. And I, I know... Very well that these people are not experts They're in not. the theater. No. And hold on. The what? In the what? The theater. Okay. Because I thought you said theater. So the theater. The theater. Oh, the the- oh, so they don't, yeah, they don't work at the theater. No. Okay. No, so they don't, you know, they don't know. They don't know. They're they not haven't connoisseurs. analyzed this. They don't have, right. you know, a lot of knowledge, but... All of a sudden, these people start making these judgments, like, well, I didn't like this person. I didn't this like their person. I didn't like their bad. technique. Yeah. And I'm like, when was the last time you took voice lessons? I, why do you think that your knowledge of this technique is all of a sudden really important? <laughs> and is just kind of on and on and yeah. on, like, oh, I didn't like it when they did this. And I'm just thinking, well, I, I happen to believe very strongly in yeah. trusting the people who put the art in front of you. You trust your filmmakers. It's an art. You trust, yeah, because they're trying to deliver to you the best possible product that yeah. they can. And most of these people have spent their lives dedicated to studying how to bring you the best product. Right. So it bothered me when everyone seemed to think that they could just throw this all out there and that their opinions mattered when really I <laughs> didn't want to hear their opinions. Yeah. And, Shut your mouth. And they had stage. very little education. So I put together like this little checklist, okay. like this is what you need to have before to have your opinion. opinion is valid in my you. Okay, that's a little narcissistic. Right? I mean, I guess it's, it's always valid from your naive, no, everyone's, silly, yeah, everyone's childish allowed to approach. have an opinion. Whether or not I want to hear it is yeah. completely okay. different. So here they are. The, this is the list. List item number one: an opinion. End hey, of list. You must have an opinion. <laughs> if you have an opinion, no, I think no. we're catching on to the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fact that I'm throwing this list out as if it matters is probably the problem itself. But but it's but, but I think this is important to hear. Kay. I mean, not everyone's opinion. Okay, ready? Should be weighted equally. So first of all, I think timing and audience. Is it the right time to give your feedback about whatever has just gone on? And is your audience? Not only somebody who needs to hear right. is somebody who needs to hear back, who wants to hear your feedback. So take that into account. Next is education. Please know what you're talking about. Well, and, and, and education doesn't always mean like if you're going to be uh, discussing a play, that's one kind of education. But if someone like if you love NASCAR and somebody that is a big hotty toddy that goes to a NASCAR does not get it. That's still, you know, you could be NASCAR educated. Oh, definitely. And so and then I you're like, I just know you your audience. To, like, hey. I don't think you need to have a formal no. education in no. theater studies to or be able NASCAR, to evaluate something. But you need to have enough of a general knowledge and, yeah. you know, I be agree. able to evaluate that well. Next is specificity. Don't just say, I didn't like it because of that dumb thing. That one thing bugged me. It was dumb. I think these work, by the way, for critiquing a radio show, too. Probably. <laughs> So until you've had a radio show, shut your trust. <laughs> I was going to say, like like in shows, how they don't have a plot. And then if, yeah. if oh, our, the plot for our show, yeah. that's convoluted yeah. and weird. It doesn't make sense for our plot. Our plot is very clear. <laughs> it's just none of you can see it. 
Okay. And to go along with specificity is evidence. Please back up your opinion with some valid points. Right. So I didn't like this because of this and this and this and then list specific elements. That's good evidence there. That's great. And last is respect. Please just... I know that everyone has their Respect opinions, the artist. But respect the artist. Respect whoever's been doing it. Like, they put hard work into it. It's yeah. very rare that a film executive is like, let's make this movie that everyone will hate. Let's make it so that people will yeah. just dislike it and they'll come out of the theater, you know, angry. They want to give yeah. you something that you'll enjoy. I like that list. Oh, that was my list. That's a great list. And that, that's true with everything except your children's plays. Because of that, it's we just, you just start at the bottom and you just respect it. That was good. Good job, Timmy proud of you great list thanks okay well we're done with the show there you go feedback we'll be back tomorrow with another topic (laughs) and uh no we're gonna take a break when we come back i think bryce is gonna talk a little bit also about feedback and some of the problems that we might run into there then we're gonna get into our great guest who's gonna teach us how to give feedback to others how to receive it as well this is the matt townsend show right here on sirius xm 143 byu radio A high-tech fish farm off the coast of Hawaii may point to a sustainable future for ocean harvests. This is Innovation Now, bringing you stories behind the ideas that shape our future. Morning, 70 miles out, on the lee side of the Big Island of Hawaii. But instead of a fishing boat with nets or long lines full of hooks, we see a schooner tied up to a 132-square-meter floating ball of a cage, drifting in the open Pacific. A hose snakes out from a boat to the sphere, pouring hundreds of kilos of Illinois soybeans into the cage. This is the Valella Project, a new, more sustainable approach to ocean fish farming. Demand for fish is causing depletion of wild stocks, and attempts to raise fish in fenced-in areas close to shore have problems with pollution and health of the fish. The Valella Project changes the game by letting gigantic spherical cages of fish drift in the open ocean, far from reefs and land, until the fish inside are ready to become tasty kampachi sashimi. Natural eddy currents downwind of Big Island let the drifting cage circulate offshore in clean water, tracked by a GPS beacon, and fed from a service vessel with custom protein fish food. The fish grow fast and large at sea, without measurable environmental disruption. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we're talking feedback. Are you very good at giving people feedback? Are you good at receiving it? Do you take it well when somebody gives you feedback, especially unsolicited? That sometimes bothers you. Like, ooh, you're going to wear that? Which wouldn't be bad if it was coming from a family member, but if you just are walking down the street and someone walks up and says, ooh, you're going to wear that? Yeah, that's rude. Especially when they're wearing their outside muumuu. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Um, muumuu is the perfect thing because it goes It goes everywhere. with everything. And it always fits. <laughs> always. The muumuu, brought to you by the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143. Hey, Bryce, you've got some rules for uh, giving feedback, apparently. Most definitely. I've got rules for everything. I know, which I like it. And Merritt gave us her rules. Let's let's now uh, listen to a little uh, ditty that Bryce put together for us about his thoughts about feedback. Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce is Right. 
We require feedback to learn. I had a professor teach a great lecture. The subject was more about reinforcement, but it works just as well for feedback. This professor had a volunteer leave the room to play a game. The rules of the game were simple. Our goal was to get this volunteer to draw a smiley face on the board, and he had no idea what our goal was. Our only method of reinforcement or feedback was to clap and cheer when he did something right, or boo when he didn't. So the guy walks back in, and the room is silent with 160 people staring at him. He takes a step forward, and we start clapping. Then with a little hesitation, he takes more steps forward. We keep clapping as he moves in the direction of the board. But he turns to sit back down in his seat and we start booing. Now he has the rules figured out and it only took him another 10 minutes to eventually draw that smiley face. Because that feedback was fast and clear, he went from ignorant to done in just a few minutes. So in the world of the college kid, there's external and internal methods of giving professors feedback. Externally, there's this website where you can give professors a rating for a few criteria. It's a great idea and it functions as an online warning system for those choosing their classes. And I must say, it's pretty reliable. It can be subject to passion and drama, maybe even a little bit more than some other things, but you can quickly figure out if that's a professor that you want to take. And I haven't really had any surprises. This acts as really great feedback, but as far as I can tell, professors don't read it. It's rarely specific because it boils down to professor is awful, avoid at all costs, or good professor, good class. Then there's the university's internal feedback we give at the end of the semester, but that's also problematic. First, I would like to point out that the deadline for these student ratings comes right before the start of finals week. So the class isn't really over. In fact, the worst part of the class isn't even over yet. It's all a little premature. Second, with such limited criteria, how am I supposed to quantify four months of time? Especially when memories are subject to contamination. Here's an example of what I mean. I had this one class that was okay. All things weighed and considered, it could have been worse. But the first exam was a disaster and unfortunately all of the problems pointed their ugly fingers back at the professor. I felt bad for him, but he really dropped the ball. The rest of the class was okay after that, but the entire experience was soured by that one awful one. When it came time to provide feedback, I was asked about the entire class experience, and on the whole, it was bad, but the second half was better than the first. It all just felt disjointed. Third, the timing is all wrong. In April, what good is it to tell someone about something wrong that they did in January? The dye has been cast, cleaned up, and bleached out at this point, and nobody really cares about it anymore. So is it any surprise that many bad professors never change? Let's shift this into the dating world. So let's say I go someplace, I meet a girl, I ask her out, we go on a date, date ends, and then after a week I get the feeling that someone's trying to tell me something by not answering my calls or texts and avoiding any opportunities to hang out afterwards. And then guess what? A month later, the same thing happens with someone else. Have I not learned my lesson? Well, if the lesson is that I'd be better off stranding myself up on a mountain in the middle of nowhere and cutting all ties with the human race, then yeah, don't worry, I'm picking up on that one, but I don't think that's really the point. The problem is certainly with me because I'm the common denominator, but I can't really remove my myself from my own equation. So it must be something I did. Well, then what was it? Do you see the problem? The feedback I'm getting is vague. It's the silent treatment. And it shows up a week after the first date. So even if it wasn't vague, I'm not really going to feel the feedback or internalize it in a way that makes for real change in my behavior. I mean, if I'd been told right when we first met that I have, I don't know, too many eyebrow hairs, I have information that I need and can use right when I needed it. But a week after the first date, I'm not really going to care. And I'm going to do everything in my power to curse your children with bushy eyebrows. But there I go again offering feedback on your method of offering feedback that's five to ten years too late so how am i being helpful at all all right i'm out and remember don't forget to be awesome the feedback loop the feedback fighting loop you give me feedback i give you feedback none of it's specific we just fight we just go back and forth we never get anywhere we never build anything well we did want to talk to you about your eyebrows hey hey hold on i mean to shoot straight here (laughs) because the ladies have been 
complaining. Let's see. Hold on. This isn't timely because we've been working at this for more than a year. So, but no, now it's timely because we brought up your eyebrows. Okay. So now they're here. <laughs> they're just right. Um, Skyboy. First time you met, he's like, "Did you see that guy's eyebrows?" I'm like, "I don't know. You ought to give him some feedback." Did he not talk? It looks to you? like two hairbrushes just sitting over his eyes. They're good looking, Sky. I've been telling you for years. You need to tell him, Bryce. You need to work on your eyebrows. Thank you. Do you guys feel better? No. Because I feel the love. I feel the love. I feel awkward. I feel criticized. <laughs> this is awkward. And you talked about his cape the very first day. That is the thing I did. <laughs> so I'm trying to help mediate your dysfunction. That's why I'm here. PhD. Um, <laughs> so I make fun of my own doctorate. That's bad. I worked hard How for that. How many years did you? 17 years it took me to 17 years thing. to make that joke. Yep. Is that why you got it? Just to make your jokes better? Yeah, it's about all I got it's, it for. Hey, you know what? That's about Commitment. it. Commitment. I'm on the road. It does make them better. Oh, you guys. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to call in. We're going to take a break. When we come back, our very own Beverly Flaxington from the website thehumanbehaviorcoach.com is going to come and teach us about feedback. There's got to be a better way than me having to mediate the talk between you two. I'm not doing it anymore. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back with Bev Flaxington right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. There are several ways to listen to BYU Radio. You can tune in to Sirius XM Channel 143. You can catch the live stream on BYURadio.org. And now you have our newest option for listening, the BYU Radio app. Our iOS app is free and has access to the live stream and the program schedule. So get on your iPhones and iPads and download the free BYU Radio app now. Talk about good. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. A third significant rail crash in two weeks has emergency crews fighting fires outside Baltimore. A large cargo train derailed and exploded, collapsing several nearby buildings. However, no injuries have been initially reported. On news, home prices rose nearly 11% since last year. The stock market boomed as investors returned from a long weekend. The Dow added well over 100 points today to finish at an all-new high. Chinese hackers compromised several top-secret documents containing weapon diagrams and programs, according to a Washington Post report. The breach comes just a week before President Obama is set to meet with Chinese leaders about cybersecurity. Thousands of people are evacuating after a wildfire broke out yesterday near Santa Barbara. Over 1,000 acres were burned by the end of the day, and crews were only able to get the blaze to 5% contained. J.C. Penney is taking some flack online today after users on Reddit noticed a teapot the company was promoting on a billboard looks curiously like Adolf Hitler. The struggling retailer has not given an official response so far. In world news, Israeli leaders warn today they will take action against Russian shipments of sophisticated anti-aircraft missiles headed for the Assad regime in Syria. Russian officials say they are moving forward with the shipment, which they believe will help stop the conflict from growing to an international scale. South Korean leaders have shut down multiple nuclear power plants after unauthorized parts were discovered in the plants. Officials are insisting the public was never at risk. 
A newborn baby has been rescued alive from a sewage pipe in China after apparently being flushed down the drain. Authorities say they are treating the case as an attempted homicide and are now searching for the boy's parents. That's the news to half past the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, special shout out to the Chinese boy flushed down the toilet and survives. I think that is the coolest thing. If you haven't seen it, go look up Chinese boy, baby boy gets flushed down the toilet. Honestly, this boy's in a tube. He's in a he's in a pipe crying baby, brand new baby still has like the afterbirth around him and everything and. This kid lives. Cool as heck. They cut him out, bend apart the pipe, and boom, baby boy. Like, what's going on? Amazing. Parents disappeared. I mean, you'd think it would be just, it it, it was an apartment complex. So, you know, you'd think it was whoever lived in the apartment where they found the baby crying. Kudos to him. That is super cool. So he's my hero of the day right there. That's it. That kid, promise you, he's going to run the world someday. Or he'll be a plumber. I don't know. But you got to love the kid. That is way cool. Um, Okay, so here's the deal. We're talking feedback and um, selfies. Selfies are just the pictures you take by yourself. Um, But I'm going to ask her. Our guest, Beverly Flaxington, is joining us. Now, Beverly, i got to introduce you right. Let's do this appropriate. Um, Beverly is known as the human behavior coach. She's a highly sought-after speaker. She won the gold award from readers on her – as a reader's favorite for her book, Human – or Understanding Other People, Five Secrets to Human Behavior. She also has another book, Make Your Shift, The Five Most Powerful Moves You Can can Make – to get where you want to go. I blew that one. And then a recently released book, 30 Days to Understanding Other People, A Daily Approach to Improving Your Relationship. She is also um, on the University uh, Suffolk University uh, faculty. She's an adjunct professor there and teaches leadership and social responsibility. Beverly Flax- Flaxington, welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you, Matt. You did a great job. Oh, that's I a lot the of intro. Thank you. Books. Now, here's the question that we're all dying to know. Do you know what a selfie is, Beverly? A selfie? A selfie is a picture you take, like, on your phone by yourself just with your hand, you know? Oh, gosh. Have you, yeah, ever, taken no, a, my... have you ever taken a selfie? I have to admit that I have not. I have observed my teenage Shoot. daughter do it hundreds of times. Yes. So. Will you take one and send it around? Put it on your Facebook page because I want to get it out there to the people. <laughs> no, we're trying to talk about, like, because people need feedback. Don't do that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, so you can comment on my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we wanted to talk to you, Bev, about your eyebrows there. No, but you know, my, my wife would never do a selfie, by the way, because she likes to do what we call an othery. And exactly. an othery is when she gets someone else to take our picture, which I think is more embarrassing than anything. You know what I mean? Like oh, someone out of the blue, stop, stopping random people yeah, and, and asking like, them. <laughs> I don't know you, but will you take my expensive camera and take a picture of us and don't blow it, or we will laugh about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it also, adds. So please don't run off with the camera. Yeah, and don't run away with my camera because I will be so mad. No, anyway. So Beverly, here's what we're going to get into: feedback. Um, 
people need feedback or they're not going to grow. And it seems like in today's day and age, we're not giving feedback very well, A, and B, people don't like to hear it. <laughs> you buy that? Um, I would say that for the most part, we have not learned how yep. to give feedback appropriately. And in many cases, because of that, people do shut down and they resist the feedback that they hear. I think when feedback is delivered and it's done in a way that somebody can really understand the intention behind it, yeah. lots of people will take it well. I love it. I, I think you're right. So we're going to do three segments. One segment, uh, I, right now, I just kind of want you to explain why feedback is so important. Then we're going to talk in the next segment about um, how to give people feedback. So if I have to tell somebody something, how do I do it without being offensive? And then the third segment, you're going to tell us how to take feedback when people give it to us. Does that sound like a plan? Okay, so so help me with it. Feedback. Now, I mean, I get the idea of feedback. I learned about it in in like a business school um, setting where – it's kind of like you're setting your shower water, for example, and you have to constantly fill the water in order to know how to set the water. Feel <laughs> it, set it, feel it, set it, feel it, set it. But if we're not getting the feedback, then we might not ever know if our water's hot or if our water's cold. If I'm not getting some sense of the water, I could get in the water and it could scald me or it could freeze me to death. Same is true in human relations, right? Well, it is. And so you think about what's the importance of it. Think about, and we can look at both the personal relationship and the workplace. So think about people who will say, oh, I was in this relationship. I thought everything was going great. All yeah. of a sudden, I got a text message. person says, this isn't working out. I never want to talk to you again. Right. It, it would be kind of nice <laughs> to have had some feedback right. so that doesn't come out of the blue. And ironically enough, right before I, I had the honor of getting on the show with you, I was talking to a client of mine who has an employee that uh, you know his boss wants him to fire. And he said, look, I don't think that's fair. I need mm-hmm. to give her some feedback. Right. I need to share what is she doing, why is it wrong, and how do you correct it? So I think if, you, if you're not giving feedback... How is somebody on the other side, they're walking around thinking everything is fine. And really, in some ways, that's just plain cruel. Oh, yeah. It's not. Well, it seems like in dating, especially for that example, there's a lot of times you end a date and you don't really get feedback. It's just you're kind of left with, yeah, I'll call you. And no one ever calls. And, you know, it's it's funny you think about uh, one of the things that we teach uh, some of the investment advisors we work with to do is we call it a relationship review. And I've been thinking, why can't you do that in your personal life, too? So yeah. what we ask them to do is instead of sitting down and looking at the portfolio, you're talking about the relationship, right? Is the communication working well for you? Are you getting what you need? What else could we be doing? You know, why can't we do something like that in our personal lives? Relationship review. Ask yourself, yeah. oh, so how do I communicate this week? Is yeah. this working for you? Is there something else I can do? Why don't we want to do that in the interest of improving our relationship? That's a great question. Why don't, is it, I guess, maybe we don't know we need to do it or we don't know how to do it. Why don't we do that? It seems it's it, they're doing it in every other kind of part of professional life. Why aren't we doing it in our personal life? Well, I think certainly there's the fear factor. So what is it that I might hear that I don't want to hear? 
I think there's the unfortunate, uh, you know, there's the one-upmanship that goes on sometimes in relationships. Yeah. So you tell me, Matt, the problem with me. Well, I can't wait to turn around and tell yeah. you the problem with you. And, and I'll say that, especially if it's a couple situation or siblings, when one is giving the feedback, the focus really has to be on, I'm giving the feedback to you, and that's the time we have. Next time, you have the chance, because if we do it, mm-hmm. you know, each way in that one engagement, you can't wait to get past my issue right, exactly. to tell me what's wrong with me. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of have to drop that need to be right and need to one-up. I think it's really hard. Oh, um, totally. Because... <laughs> It's, it, it, it asks us to be a lot more vulnerable. Which seems like would be easy. Well, I mean, it seems like in our personal lives, we should be vulnerable. That's one of the things that would make us, you know, we're safe. We love each other. We're in a relationship. You're not going to leave me. But it seems like the, it kind of the longer we go without the feedback, the more misinterpretations there are, and the more likely you are to actually probably not feel safe with each other and be ready to leave or be ready to, you know, create problems. Well, and you think about to your question about the importance of it, I think that when you're not giving it or you're not creating a space to yeah. give it or get it, what's happening is that buildup is going on, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm frustrated, but just because you're not open to my feedback doesn't mean I don't have it and I'm not continually frustrated. And so that's what happens, right? So then we get into I just don't speak to you or I blow up mm-hmm. or... Because this has been building and building and building, and if we could learn ways to be able to sit down and say, I really need to talk about something that's really bothering me, how much that would diffuse the situation. It's almost like not doing it, Matt, I think gives it this, you know, fuel to the fire and makes it have so much more weight. No, don't you think? Totally. And it also seems like... um if I'm already, if I'm rolling my eyes and walking away and ignoring you and we're not talking for days, that is feedback. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying something. You just, it's not specific, but I'm giving you some data. That is so true. But my goodness, this is where, you know, we can talk about how to do it, right? But yeah. I mean, this is where that curiosity, it's funny, I have a teenage daughter, and of course, she has raging hormones, and, and she's a she's a tough uh, individual. She always has been. But, you know, when she really lashes out, my immediate thought is, wow, what's going on? Like, right. is it really me? Is it something going on in her life? So it's that curiosity piece. But yeah. I think it's really you have to be open to it. And what we want to do is just shut it down. Oh, my gosh, there she goes again. That's yeah. her problem. Yeah. Why not want to explore it a little bit and, you know, what's underneath it? But I, I don't like surprises. I want to know what's underneath it. I think a lot of people say, hey, see no evil. Here, no That's people. right. La, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you didn't say anything. If you were mad at me, you should have said something. Exactly. We haven't talked for years. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, what about this? I think people want to be nice. I think they misinterpret honesty and honest feedback with not being nice. But you're going to have to correct us on that because you can give feedback and still be nice. You know, it's funny that so when we do a lot of work with DISC, which is a behavioral tool, uh-huh, yeah. and right, so there's yeah. four scales, and it's only the D, the dominance factor, 18% of the population highest on that scale, and yeah. that's the only group that really, let's say, quote unquote, likes conflict. 
And I'm absolutely convinced, Matt, that this is at the root of a lot of what happens. So 82% of the population is saying, I'd really like to just walk around it rather than through it. Right. And I think, unfortunately, somehow we make the leap of saying that any kind of feedback, negative thought I have, or anything I need to tell you, we somehow then translate that into ergo conflict. Right. And, and, and it's not the case, but that is the way I think you're, you're spot on. It's the lens that a lot of people have that, uh, you know, they'll call it open up a can of worms, right? Right. Why do I want to get into that? Why do I want to blow it out of proportion? Yeah, look at all the language. <laughs> and so, so they don't. And then all of a sudden you don't get feedback that your plane's off course. Sorry. And then all of a sudden you end up in Mexico. And this is, I think, what happens, and this is what happens, right? So my spouse comes in and says, I'm just miserably unhappy, or like this employee situation, this guy talking to me, you know, he said, this is going to come out of left field. You Mm -hmm. know, no no boss before me ever told her that there were these issues. Yeah. I've seen this happen in organizations over and over. You inherit somebody, and all of the past uh, performance reviews were glowing because the boss just didn't want to have to deal with it. It's not kind, you know, it's not fair. No. At some point, somehow, it's going to get dealt with. And the longer you wait, the more intensity I think it has. But unfortunately, people look at it as, let me just avoid it at all costs. I, I think that's a great, it's the idea that it's not fair. If you're a leader, if you're a manager, then you ha- then it's, your, it's an obligation to you to learn how to do this. If you're a spouse, I think we're obligated to give each other feedback in a healthy, positive way, don't you think? I mean, you're well, obligated. If, if you have it, right? So if you say, hey, I can legitimately say things are fine. But you know what? Let's even think about feedback. It's not always negative. No, no. I mean, why not catch somebody doing something right? Yeah. So, you know, if I see my kids doing something, I want to validate it. Let me give you the feedback that the way you handled yourself with your grandmother right now, that was excellent, yeah. you know, and th- thank you for doing that. Or an employee or your spouse. So even just this idea of feedback only being when we don't like something. What yeah. about positive feedback? Some people don't give that either. No, exactly. Oh, man, we're messed up, Beth. It's this big vacuum that we're living in. So So true. We're a big set of Hoovers. That's all we are. Big bunch of vacuums. We're talking to Bev Flaxington. you got to go to her website, thehumanbehaviorcoach.com, and check out uh, her blog, her books, just all about her. She's a speaker. You could hire her to come to speak to your company as well. We're going to take a break. We'll come back with Beverly Flaxington right here on the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about feedback when we come back, we're going to get into very specifically, how do you do it? How do you do, go about giving feedback in a difficult situation? This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. What looks good to the eye reveals flaws when the heat's on, and that's a good thing. This is Innovation Now bringing you stories of revolutionary ideas, emerging technologies, and the people behind the concepts that shape the future. If you're building an airplane wing and you want to know just how far it will bend before it breaks, you could go ahead and break it, but then you don't have that wing anymore. Non-destructive testing tells us as much about a sample as if we actually broke one without the waste. 
NASA's Langley Research Center has been doing this for many years and has patents for some of its inventions. One of these involves thermography, watching how a sample holds and releases heat with infrared cameras. Flaws deep inside a structure can sometimes only be located this way, but this becomes hard to do when a structure is too big to be heated all at once. NASA's patent covers a system that travels along the largest target and makes these measurements in a continuous pass instead of a patch at a time with special software that interprets the heat patterns. Private industry has leased this technology and is using it to check things from wind farm turbines to power plant boilers, as well as making sure new wings and older airplanes are still safe and sturdy. For Innovation Now, this is Buddy Rubino. Innovation Now is produced by the National Institute of Aerospace through collaboration with NASA and is distributed by WHRV. Visit us online at innovationnow.us. Rise up and become a corporate sponsor of Cougar Sports on BYU Radio and BYU TV. For information, call 801-422-1448 or email corporate support at byu.edu. Go Cougars! Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are talking about giving feedback to other people, the appropriate feedback. Like during the break, I was just telling Skyboy what a great job he's doing and uh, just how marvelous he is. Marvelous. Thanks, Matt. Thank can you. I Can I say maybe nope. you should? Anyway, okay. moving right along. Now, what, what were you saying, Skyboy? Well, on the long, along the lines with feedback, I don't know if you should, because as we were coming into the break, you were kind of drumming with the music yeah, there. Yeah, I was, I was getting into it. Yeah, I don't know if drumming's your calling in life. I don't know if you should are, be a drummer. Are you giving me feedback? I'm giving you some feedback. Let me give you some feedback. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Because I can drum if I want to drum. The no, drum you, is keep, in keep me. drumming. You the drum is drumming. in me. The drum is in me. I just bring it out. <laughs> so if you don't like how it comes out... That sounds very poetic, Matt. I know. Maybe you should be a poet. I'm in a drum band. A drum band. <laughs> just a bunch of drummers. It's actually... Anyway, I have to do it for... It's not on GarageBand, is it's it? It's court-ordered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a court-ordered drum thing I've got to do. And it's for youth. Um, anyway, thanks for the feedback, Skyboy. So appreciate it. We're back here with Beverly Flaxington, also known as the Human Behavior Coach. She, You can find her on her website, thehumanbehaviorcoach.com. Go check it out. She's written a bazillion books and um, won awards for some. One is Understanding Other People, Five Secrets to Human Behavior. Her recently released 30 Days to Understanding Other People, A Daily Approach to Improving Your Relationships. She also works at Suffolk University here and there to uh, teach some classes on leadership and social responsibility, has her own MBA, so uh, and is a corporate consultant. Bev, welcome back. Thank you, Matt. Happy to be here. Okay, now get into this. Give us kind of the basics to giving feedback and then start. Let's say we've got a tough situation where we need to give someone feedback. Well, and I think uh, the the lead-in from the break was a very good example. So the question always starts with the quote-unquote need. Yes. So is it something that really is going to have impact? Or is it like, I just have to get off my chest that you're really bugging me with the way that you're drumming? <laughs> yeah. Or is there actually, okay. right? Something that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was <laughs> the second is, one. This is a lot of the problem that we have with feedback in general is I just have a need to tell you that what you're doing yeah. is bugging me. Yeah. But there's really no upside nor downside. So is that okay that I just told them to shut it? 
Is that okay? I mean, it's, it felt weird. It felt weird to say, but you know, then it felt good. Well, we'll talk about that in the okay, third okay. section. Okay. Yeah, let's go there. We don't want to jump it. Okay. But if but if he happens to just have to say it, I just said shut it. If there's some outcome that we could benefit from, then I probably ought to say, please, Skyboy, tell me more about my drumming. <laughs> I'm just giving you options. Exactly. Okay. So, I mean, but this really is right. The fr- I mean, we don't. It's sometimes I'm having a bad day and I come home and my husband does something and it irritates me. <laughs> now, the yeah. truth of the matter is. Does it really have impact on my life, or am I just in an irritated mood, and yeah, I need yeah. to tell you that what you do all the time drives me crazy? So I think it's really important. We have to have a little bit of self-reflection and figure out, yeah. is this something that's important, or is it not important? If I say, you know what, this is something that's really important to me, and in fact, you do it over and over again, and it, that buildup is happening here, right, that we talked about uh-huh. earlier, I do need to address it. It's so bothersome. First of all, I think you have to say to somebody, I have some feedback to give you. Is this a time that I could, are you open to hear it right now? Do you have space to hear it right now? I do think rather than if I'm the one giving the feedback, rather than me assuming what's good timing for me, you have to make sure that other person is in a place to listen to it. Right, like I'm doing a show. I'm doing a show, Bev. And Skyboy, right when I come on, wants to do it on the air. I mean, like, this isn't the right time. <laughs> so it would have been good for him to say, Matt, are you open to some feedback right now? <laughs> well, I'd prefer if he called it says, Dr. Townsend, would you be open to feedback right now? Or should I just be quiet so I don't get fired? Stuff like that. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Not that I could ever fire Skyboy. But that's, that's a good way to put it. Okay. I'm just writing this all down, Beth. I think you're going to find a lot of applications for this. <laughs> I think I'm already finding it. I think I'm already finding it. But it's, I, I mean, like asking a question, him asking me that, hey, would you be open to some feedback? I have some feedback. I mean, it's it's pretty real right then because if I don't want the feedback, everything in me is going to say, no, nope, be quiet. But that but that's – you're just saying if if you're going to give someone feedback, they have to have a chance to have it in the right place. Exactly, because you know what, look, I might have just come in from having a really bad day, and my husband wants to tell me something, and he's been building up and building up. If I just came in from all kinds of traffic, and I've been sitting there, and I'm stewing, or maybe I'm worried about something, and he doesn't check in with me first to make sure, is this a time and a place to do it, I'm going to reject it. And and, and it's not necessarily that I am going to push away the feedback as much as I'm going to push away getting that information in that moment. Right, right. Okay, so that's more of a timing. Like, is this a good time for us to have a feedback conversation? Exactly. Cool. Now, the thing is, you can't, let's say the person says to you, you know what, it really isn't. You do have to follow up and say, well, I have some things I do want to talk about, so when would be a yep, good time? Yeah, and then schedule it, if not. Right. You can't let the person off the hook, yeah. but you also, I think, have to respect where their head is at. I love that. Then when you give them the feedback, and this is something that I just, I'll tell you, I cancel, counsel managers on this all the time, and in the personal relationship, it's so key. You have to be specific. You can't just say, well, you annoy you, you, me. Don't, you don't act like you love me. Yeah, that's too general. What are you talking about? Yeah. You could say, you know, the other night when, you know, our teenage daughter was, you know, railing at me and then you started yelling at her, that I didn't feel supported then. Yep. Because that's not helping me. I'm trying to figure out my own emotions. You're yelling at her. She's slamming the door. 
here's what would have been better for me. And I think you have to give somebody what do you want. Right. You can't just dump and leave them with, here's a laundry list of things that I dislike about you. Go figure out how to fix it. Right. You have to be specific, and then you have to be able to tell them, here is the other behavior that I would like to ask. But the specific part is key. You know, I see this. Managers will say to me, well, the person, they're not on board. They're not um, excited about the changes. What does that mean? Yeah. Give me specifics. Based on what? So this is, I think, a big part of feedback. So number one is checking in with the person, making sure that the space and the time is right. If they say, no, this place isn't, I'm not in a position, it's confirming with them, okay, when is? And then it is sharing the feedback with them in a very specific sense to say, this is the behavior, this is how it impacted me, and this is what I'd like to ask of you instead. So you're giving, you're not just dumping something on me, you are giving me a little bit of an avenue of another direction that I could go in. I mean, ultimately it's my choice if I want to go in it. Yeah, right. No, right. But you're helping me see what would make the difference for me. So it's not this, but this is what it would look like. Now what's very hard is, you know, if you can get agreement in your relationships that when we give feedback, when we create that opening, again, let me share, let's talk about the feedback that I'm sharing. At another time, let's talk about your feedback. What gets hard is if that person right then turns around and says, well, you never support me either. While we're on it, that's right. And then they hammer down on you. Exactly. Mm. But I like that. This is being deliberate, right? Right. It's having some agreements before we even need to get to the feedback. And I would say this even with positive feedback, Matt, if somebody, you know, if you catch somebody doing something right, be very specific. You know, don't just say, if my, you know, my teenage daughter is, I'm out with her somewhere and she's nice, I don't just say, oh gosh, you're such a nice person. Right. I say, you know what, when that person asked you for help and you were willing to just stop what you were doing, turn around and help them... That was really impressive. I appreciate that about you. That's huge. Right? Somebody can really relate to what it is the behavior is that they're doing that's right, what it is that you'd like changed. Love it. And and specifics, good, bad, or ugly. I mean, we just need the data, really. And this is just a way to get the data into them instead of just a concept. You're rude. Yeah. Okay. Where are we going with that? You know, hopefully your listeners, you know, if you pay attention, to, this is what goes on though most of the time. No, totally. This is why feedback gets such a bad rap. That's right. Well, yeah, now you're just nagging on me. What do you do with somebody, Bev, if you know, if, if they don't take feedback well? Yes. Like, so and the, so you, you know they're wound up tight and they're like, oh, here we go again, nagging on me. Well, I'm going to start with that impact question, right? So, you know, what's the nature of this relationship? How important is it for you to give this person feedback? Are you just trying to get something off your chest, or is there really something that has to get corrected? So I I think we do have to think about that first, because Mm -hmm. if this is somebody that I've I've done all the quote-unquote right things, and they haven't listened to me, what am I really trying to get here? Is this just to get something else off my chest? If it's somebody that really, really cares a lot, I think about uh, times I've had to give my father feedback. He's not somebody that takes it very well, let's say. (laughs) Hypothetically. But but that relationship matters a lot to Mm -hmm. me. So it's worth it to me to keep going and, and trying something. So I'll say that I think for people who have a hard time hearing it, if you deliver it in the spirit of this relationship really matters to me, 
and I'm struggling with something that's going on in this relationship, I really need to talk about some different ways that we might be able to be together in this relationship. So it's you and me. It's not just you. Okay. It's us. And it's, and it's, that's kind of reframing it like, hey, I, this really matters to me and I want us to work better. You exactly. And well, instead of, right, you know what, dad, every time you do, yeah. the other big thing is the you make me. Yeah. This Ooh. is my favorite one that I get from my teenage daughter. Yeah. You may, I say, I wish I had that much control. Oh, yeah. If I, I had that you power, you'd be feelings, a mess. Right? Is that power? Yeah, that's Come messed on. up. Bev, you're good. Have I given you some feedback? Bev, when you give us really specific ideas on how to give feedback, it makes me think you're amazing. <laughs> and I'm very appreciative of that. See? And I didn't even... That was just positive feedback. We like to role play here on the Matt Townsend Show. Bev, we're going to take a break. We're talking feedback when we come back. Bev's going to give us some more ideas for how to give feedback to people that don't always want to hear it and how to start taking the feedback we're getting. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU-FM, HD2, Provo. On This'll Take a While, host Dean Duncan brings you captivating and often digressive conversations about hockey, books, geography, art, and pretty much anything else that strikes his fancy. You know how they're the great big blockbusters, the films that everyone has to see, and I'll bet we've all enjoyed those. And then there are the small, profound things that are harder to distribute, and yet they are kind of disproportionately powerful. So tune in to This Will Take a While, weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. As emergency crews continue to try and douse flames sparked after a cargo train crashed into a big rig truck outside Baltimore, officials have now confirmed the driver of the truck was severely injured in the crash and has been rushed to an area hospital. Chinese hackers compromised several top-secret documents containing weapons, diagrams, and programs, according to a Washington Post report. The breach comes just a week before President Obama is set to meet with Chinese leaders about cybersecurity. The feds busted what may be the largest money laundering ring in history today. The online service was supposedly a haven for identity thieves to hide their profits. One law enforcement official described the site as a PayPal for criminals. Thousands of people are evacuating after a wildfire broke out yesterday near Santa Barbara. Over 1,000 acres were burned by the end of the day and crews were only able to get the blaze 5% contained. On news, home prices rose nearly 11% since last year. The stock market boomed as investors returned from the long weekend. The Dow added well over 100 points today to finish at a new all-time high. In world news, Israeli leaders warned today they will take action against Russian shipments of sophisticated anti-aircraft missiles heading for the Assad regime in Syria. Russian officials say they are moving forward with the shipment, which they believe will help stop the conflict from growing to an international scale. South Korean leaders have shut down multiple nuclear power plants after unauthorized parts were discovered in the plants. Officials are insisting the public was never at risk. A newborn baby has been rescued alive from a sewage pipe in China after apparently being flushed down the drain. Authorities say they are treating the case as an attempted homicide and are now searching for the boy's parents. That's the news to the top of the hour. For BYU Radio, I'm Sam McCall.
Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show, where we're teaching you how to give feedback. And uh, during the break, Skyboy and I worked it out. Um, it was just a misunderstanding on his part, and he apologized. And uh, looks like he'll keep his job. Dr. Matt <laughs> Matthew Townsend. So that was fun, Sky. Um, I appreciate the drumming feedback. Did you notice I didn't drum when we came back this time? I did notice. I appreciate that. That was hard because that was more synthesizer, and it's hard to drum to synthesizer. So you were playing the air synthesizer. Yeah, I was playing that, that little air yeah. synthesizer. But that doesn't You're better seem to bother that. you. Well, I, you know what? I nail it. Do you practice that a lot? Every night. It's impressive. One hour. After air your drum band practice. practices? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, mandatory court-ordered drum practice. Oh, okay. So that's just because you have to. For the Your real passion is air synthesizer. My ba- my ma- <laughs> it's air synthesizer. <laughs> By the way, without any music. I like wow. the, I like the music in my head because then you just you can do whatever you want because the air synthesizer is inside of you and it, you bring uh-huh. it out. It's like I channel it is the word I use. Okay. I channel the air. Uh, we're talking with uh, Beverly Flaxington, who is the human behavior coach and a sought after speaker. She's also the author of a new uh, recently released book, 30 Days to Understanding Other People, which is amazing. Wish I had had it earlier. It took me, I don't know, 15 years of education. And now Beverly throws it together in a book. Where have you been, Bev, my entire life? Uh, I have to say, in the interest of feedback, while we were on the break, I did read an email that came through from someone who read my book, Understanding Other People, and said they loved it, but the first chapter made them feel shame. So I guess that's really not what I'm aiming for here. Uh, Yeah. Hey, so if you want to feel shamed, get Bev's latest book, 30 Days to Understanding Other People, A Daily Approach to Improving Relationships. See, but that's feedback. You're getting feedback. Isn't that funny? You ought to write her back and say, hey, by the way, did did you ask if you could give me feedback? Because I don't recall the giving the time nor the place. <laughs> That's right, exactly. The time nor the place was uh, set aside there. So, Bev, um, help us now. Go back a little bit. To, if we're giving feedback to somebody that you know we're not sure can take it, you were basically talking about first kind of weigh the cost of this. Is this something we really need to tell them um, or not? You know, and you know, do you? Is, is this a critical thing that we have to say, or is this just, you know, something you've got to, you feel in your head, you just got to get off the, your chest? Are there any other keys to giving feedback to people that are, you know, that don't want to hear it? So and, and, and by the way, things. do we want to give feedback to people that don't want to hear it? Well, and and that's where I think, again, the nature of the relationship is very important. So let's say that I am a boss and I have that responsibility we talked about. I'm in a committed relationship. We have a responsibility. I am about to either, you know, send someone off or uh, perhaps, you know, we're in a conflict situation and they don't know why. There are situations, I think, where we do at least have a responsibility to make the attempt. The Mm -hmm. the thing that's important is to remember that we cannot control how the person on the other side is going to react. What we can control, though, is our intention about it. So if our true intention is, I'm doing this in the interest of strengthening this relationship, or if I'm your boss, I'm doing this in the interest of helping to coach you, to get to this level of performance, because I, I want to keep you on the team. I want you to keep your job. If our intention is good and we're coming at it from, I think, a, a, a positive place, it's a little bit of a different approach than if there's something that I just have to let you know that really bugs me about you. Yeah. 
So intention is at the root of a lot of this. I think if if somebody is coming in the interest of, I want us to really pull together more tightly, I want us to be closer in relationship, but there's this thing that's standing between us, and I need to talk about it because it's bothersome to me, and we need to figure it out together. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're going to get a whole different reception than if you're just, you know, in effect, dumping on someone or, you know, again, giving them broad strokes. Yeah. So when we look at, if we look at, let's say, all the people out there that get feedback that are really negative on it and reject it or won't listen, or I think in fairness, you have to look at the deliverer yeah, yeah. and the delivery and, and how much of it really is the way it's coming across as opposed to the person's complete unwillingness to listen. Which is why, like you're saying, you need to go do the assessment early about, you know, what's really my goal here? It seems like if my, if, if my intention is purer and more healthy and whole and positive, my delivery probably will be. Even if it's messed up, I, it seems like I'll still have the spirit of cooperation instead of, like, condemnation. It, that's exactly it, because I do think, I, I remember one time working with a group and, and having to give this guy, who I really liked a lot, but some very negative feedback, and at the end, I was waiting for him at any point to either blow up at me or yeah. start, you know, but I went through, and he said at the end, why is it that I actually feel better that somebody told me something that's negative than I do sometimes when someone compliments me? He said, I think it's because there was a sincerity, like you actually mm-hmm. seemed really interested in me. And I thought, what a sad statement. Totally. (laughs) Of course that should be the fundamental interest, but I think, unfortunately, a lot of times it's not. I can almost hear every boss out there saying, yeah, if I could just fake sincerity, (laughs) then I could give anybody feedback. (laughs) You're almost like, okay, you're missing the point. You actually have to care. To to them, I would say, unfortunately, you know, if you want to spend a lot of time with HR lawyers and all those good, I mean, you do have to do it, right? right. It's a function of the job. You've got to do it. Otherwise, you likely are going to pay a price. Well, that's interesting. Maybe that's the question is, uh, there's that quote, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. So maybe as you're doing your little assessment up front, do I really care? Yeah. About this person and have it because you know what? If if you don't care, it's going to come out in your feedback. You know, really, really good point. And that's where you have to be honest with yourself. I mean, how important really is this to you? Right. Does it matter? Do you? Is there a basis for this relationship to continue? Or again, with the employee, look, I'm planning on firing this person anyway. Okay, well then don't have this phoniness where you're pretending to give feedback. Just put them on a performance warning and go from there. Yeah, so right. I think, yes, that intention piece, uh, authenticity, caring, you know, the, the word you want to use is a really important piece to, to know about yourself totally. before you go into it. That's great. What else, as, as we kind of, uh, as, we're, as we're talking about it, how do we go about, you know, taking feedback from people? Because that seems just as hard for some of us. It is, right? So we can talk all day long about all of the different tools we can use, but then, oh my gosh, I'm not planning on anybody using it on me. Right. Oh, what? Rude. Well, you know, so some of that is also, though, again, you know, intention that's underneath it. I mean, if you're coming at me and you're just really being critical of me or telling me what a louse I am, I I think, yes, the human response is I'm going to put a wall up about that. I don't want to be hurt anymore. My defenses are going to kick in. 
if somebody comes to me and says, you know, there's something I really need to share with you. Is this a time? Is this a place? Let me talk about something that is uh, bothersome to me and I'm specific. I think, again, most of us are going to open up a little bit almost with a curiosity. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was bothersome. Here was what I was intending with that. And so it gives us a chance to see through somebody else's eyes how my behavior is being interpreted. And I might think, well, I thought you liked when I came in and, you know, talk to you when, you know, you're crying because it's showing a care. Mm-hmm. No, for me, I need to get the tears out, and then I'd rather talk about it afterwards. So it gives me the chance to say, okay, this behavior that I was doing that I thought was good behavior, or maybe I thought was being interpreted a different way, now I've learned something about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it puts us both on the same side instead of on opposite yeah, side. I love that. It, it seems also like, as, as you're talking, that... Some people are going to be inherently afraid to give the feedback to you anyway. So when they're approaching you nervous, anxious, uh, cotton-mouthed, and like you can tell they're scared, it it probably puts you on – I mean you're going to react to their nervousness. My son yesterday, it was the cutest thing. So he's 18. And he comes up. We were all outside talking. He was playing baseball with his brothers. And he comes up to me. He's like, Dad, Dad, I got to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, jeez. What did you do? Is my head. That's what I said in my head. And I was like, what? And um, he goes, no, come over here. And I'm like, oh, boy, what? Like, I thought he had broken a window or something. And um, he's like, we have, a, we have a neighbor that has bed rest because she's, um, she's, she's 10 weeks out from having a baby and is having trouble. So he goes, I just, I think maybe as a family, we ought to like not go out to dinner because we're going to go out to dinner. And maybe we ought to just go mow their lawn. Like, oh my what? gosh! And so I'm like, great, great idea. But he was, it was, he was just nervous to like say it. So all of a sudden, I started getting nervous. Like, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah. But and then anyway, anyway, so it was beautiful. And all of a sudden, like, yeah. So then we we went and mowed the lawn. But he did it. He, it was his idea. It was his thought. He orchestrated it. But. He was still nervous, and it and it might be me, maybe, but it might. I think some of it's just he just gets nervous having to say anything. Um, but maybe that's part of it. When people come yeah. to us a little nervous, almost be endeared by it, like they want to get better, they want the relationship to work, see it as a positive. And that's it, you know, because you know, if if you think about the positive intention behind it, I, I would say if you can filter it and think. This person cares enough about me and the relationship to share something with me. Right. Because it isn't easy for most people. So the fact that there is that something going on that that person pushed themselves to, let me talk to you about this. I have to share it. And you can have that openness and really filter it more like they care about me. Now, again, we go back to deliver and delivery. Right, exactly. If you're standing there yelling at me, I'm not getting this feeling of care. That's right. I'm not right. I'm just yeah. feeling like you're. I'm your dumping ground. So that's really. But but if you, someone's coming to you in a sincere fashion, and maybe their words aren't great, and they are showing some nervousness, but they have cared enough about you to do something, right? To take a step. Yeah. I think if you can stay open. Wow. Okay. Well, let me understand this. Have that curiosity. If you feel yourself resisting, say, well, what, what can I learn from this, right? What is there underneath this that I could understand here and I could learn from? Yeah, I love that. 
you know, think about the richness, really, in relationships. Yeah. It, it, it gives us such an opportunity to really get to a whole different level. I, I know I have a younger sister, and I know, you know, when she finally got her nerve to say, you know, that I, I can do some things that, you know, still make her feel like she's the little sister, mm-hmm. even though, you know, we're, we're well, well adults <laughs> at this point. But to point out a couple of examples, and it allowed me to say, oh, my gosh, that's so true. I yeah. do do that. I mean, so, okay, it gives me a chance to change it and to, you know, get that relationship to be deeper instead of saying, what is wrong with her? You know, this is what I mean by it. Yeah. So I think if we can stay open and look at, do I care about this relationship, not only the one who's delivering it, but the one who's receiving it, and the answer to that is yes, you know, staying open and, and looking at it as a learning experience is not, not bad for anybody. No, I, and, and I think um, it's just our ego, isn't it? I mean, our ego is so fragile. Like, we want to pretend like we're nailing it. That <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with me. But in the end, you're oppressing people and you're, <clears throat> they're not, I mean, you're ignoring and you're forgetting and there's, to not be open to that is it's the fast track to just messing up your life. Well, and think about how what ends up happening. I mean, the reality is, you know, we're we're we've got almost this wall, right? So we've got we're in relationship, but there's uh, we talk about it, uh, the elephant in the room, right? Yeah, so right. There's this elephant standing there, and nobody's talking about that, and so we're kind of pretending, but you know that there's something underneath it. It's just like the example when the the person walks in and says, okay, I'm, I'm moving out. Uh, you know, typically that person on the other side, there was something that they sensed. They didn't know exactly yeah. what was going on. Right. And, and so it's like you're living with these things that need to be talked about, need to be addressed. Again, good or bad. I mean, it's nice to get positive feedback, too. Right. So, you know, again, that, that richness, that ability for us to really relate to one another, you don't have it if you're putting up that wall in the interest of your ego. And what do you really have at the end of it, you know? Oh, I love if you've ever, like, known somebody that is just oozes humility. Yeah. It's such a great trait to just be so open and teachable. And, oh, it's one that I think we all, I, I know I need to get a lot more of that that's what they've been telling me here but whatever <laughs> i'm sick of their feedback but you know they yappity yappity yap but um I'm just well, you, you remember the boss is always the one that I know. gets to give feedback and only when the boss asks for feedback and I, that's right and i'm not even sure he listens to my show so whatever <laughs> whatever no, I'll hear about this in about three minutes. Um, scary. So, Bev, as we wrap it up, give us the one thing, okay? The one thing, if you had to say there's one key to feedback, what would you say it is? It's about really intention. What is it that you're trying to do with this feedback? What is it that you want to have happen as a result? And really checking your intentions. Because if your intentions are coming from a good place, you really are trying to deepen a relationship instead of put more space between you, right. it does make the feedback process a lot easier. Totally agree, Bev. You can say anything, can't you? If, the, if your intentions are pure and, and, and then your spirit follows that thought, um, I, think you can, I think you really can say almost anything. And, I think so. And even if, even if they get it wrong and misunderstand it, you can at least know your intentions are in the right place. 
I think it's absolutely true. It's true with kids. It's true with spouses and significant others, with friendships. I, I think it really is something, if people could think about it and apply it, yeah. they'd probably find the process a lot easier. Love it. Beverly Flaxington, uh, you go to her website, thehumanbehaviorcoach.com, and check out her newest book, 30 Days to Understanding Other People, A Daily Approach to Improving Your Relationships, Even If There's a Little Shame There. Um, which shouldn't be the goal. Just go learn to improve your relationships. Beverly, you're the best. We're going to have you back on again, if you don't mind. We're chasing you down. Oh, always a pleasure, Matt. It's a joy, and hopefully people were helped by our conversation today. I think they were totally great. You did a great job because you delivered the goods on very specific issues of feedback. That was the feedback I gave her. Good job, Bev. We'll be back on the Matt Townsend Show right after this break. We'll be answering Internet questions and give you a little coaching yourself. This is the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. On Highway 89, not only can you hear musicians playing live, but you get to hear them talk about their work. And some of their influences might surprise you. I had headphones and I would listen to other things uh, like Van Halen and Journey and, and Rush that also influenced... Uh, influence my compositions and arrangements. I don't know if it's it's apparent, but but I think it is in there somewhere. Catch Highway 89 weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. With an alien invasion coming to your home theater, I'm Rob Gustafson. Growing financial pressures, a job loss, and a house that won't sell seem like enough for any family to deal with. But Lucy and Daniel Barrett have one more challenge. After suffering a host of strange events, they discover their son has been singled out as a conduit for an alien invasion. Either of you heard a ringing in your ears that seems to be happening only inside your head? Yes. Have you experienced any unexplained illnesses, strange allergies, or nosebleeds? Yes. Yes. Uh, not to worry. It's just hay fever season. Now, while the young stars in this PG-13 rated film may be a draw for teens, the depictions of drugs and pornography use and gunplay all by teens, as well as a suicide, may be enough to discourage parents from bringing home dark skies. You can get our full review of this movie now on home video at parentpreviews.com. Welcome back, kiddos, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping up the show now with our uh, favorite segment, the end of every day. The Rob, Internet Asks, Matt Answers. There it is. The Internet Asks, Matt Answers. That interweb, you know, I think that's here to stay. Anybody want to expand on that? No. Okay. So what are they asking, Rob? So you have adult, uh, an adult child returning home to retiree-aged parents. Okay. And uh, the dad in this picture is always notoriously cheap, never has a lot of money, is kind of stingy with the kids and with his wife. Right. I uh, got playing around down in his uh, little workshop and found hidden in one of the drawers five grand in cash. Wow. The dad had hidden in a drawer somewhere. Dad's been doing drugs. Meanwhile, the brother, who okay. has the same name as the dad, accidentally gets a bank statement that shows dad sitting on another 26 grand. Interesting. These are two adult children, brother and sister, not sure if they should tell their mom. And if they do tell their mom, huh. how what would she say to the dad? Or are they best just staying out of it, saying, you know what? Uh, They're adults. 
This is a big deal because um, for a variety of issues. One issue is money. Um, a lot of times in our relationships, we're not equally kind of yoked um, financially, where one party in the marriage knows a lot more about the finances than the other. They know what their 401k is. They know where it's invested. So it, this might be really interesting. It might be a relationship where the mom does know. It might be a relationship where the mom um, doesn't know and doesn't care to know. It also might be a relationship where dad's just putting it aside. And, you know, uh, one thing I guess I would ask, too, is, and I don't know if it said it any, anything in there, is what is the relationship like between mom and dad? Yeah, Are they tight? I don't Do think they, they seem say... happy? Okay. Personally, I here's how I would handle that. I, I am a big believer, and I think everybody out there in listener land, you ought to listen to this. It's generally really good that you stay out of everyone else's relationship because you don't have a clue what's really going on. Now, if you have people starting to share their information with you, like if mom's sitting here saying, I don't know if I trust my husband. He seems to be shady. He seems to be hiding stuff. I'm not sure if we're going to make it through once we get to retirement age. Um, Then what I would probably do with this scenario is if I found the money, I would probably go to my dad. And I would say, hey, dad, notice the five grand downstairs. I borrowed about a thousand of it. Hope you're okay with that. Um, I, I, we found out about the other 26,000 because the bill went to or the announced somehow I found out about it. I would then just say, hey, does mom know about all this? Does mom know that you've been putting 31000 or $30,000 away? Does, is she in on that? I mean, and I just try to get a feel. I try to get a feel from the guy that knows. Um, I might also just go talk to mom and and know what their relationship is like. Personally, I'd stay out of it. But if you feel like these are obviously children that are worried that think that they need to tell mom something, which means maybe they have information that dad's not trustworthy. And if that's the case, then um, I would still probably first try to go to the one. I have a lot of clients where one party will have an affair and I'll end up finding out about it and, and their their wife will not know. And I do everything I can to get that person to just go tell his wife. Um, It's going to come out one way or another. And so I usually try to go to the offender, potential offender, give them some information before I just go drop it into someone's world. So that's kind of what I would do. do. The other thing is just for everyone else, um, especially a marriage relationship that's gone as long as this one. You know what? Honestly, unless you know that someone's uh, really being hurt or harmed – Stay out of people's relationships. Just stay out of them. I get so many people whose best friend's sister's friend said that she got a divorce and it was good, so you should get a divorce because it'll be good. It's the greatest thing she ever did. Great. Well, that's not where I am. So shut your mouth and stay out of it unless people are coming to you asking for feedback. If, if mom's sitting there saying, I think my husband's hiding money, then I'd go tell dad, dad, you got a day to tell her. If you don't tell her, I'll tell her I found 30 grand. Get on it. Go be the man. And the other thing I would be telling my mom is, mom, you got to be strong. Get independent financially. Figure out what things cost. You know what I mean? Be independent. We think we're going to grow a long-term relationship by two people being codependent where we need each other. Mom doesn't want to know about the the money, but dad knows about it. Dad doesn't want to know about all the secrets mom of how mom spends certain money, and she's got her own. I mean, upstairs and not just downstairs in uh, dad's little office, but upstairs in mom's kitchen and the cookie jar, there's probably another 10 grand stashed away, and everyone's been hiding money. And it might just be a source of power. It might be a source of 
whatever. But one of the rules is is basically um, stay out of everyone else's relationships to the degree that you can. If you get brought into it, let the owners own it as much as they can. And then the third principle I would teach is um, independence. If you want to make a relationship work, you're not going to make it if you're a highly dependent person. If you don't understand money, if you don't understand how to earn money, how to save money, how to do your insurance. So if you're sitting out there and you don't have a clue, if you're even insured enough, if your partner was to die and you don't know what to do about that, then guess what? You probably need to go get some information and get some skills. Long-term relationships are not created by two very dependent people. If you want a long-term relationship to work, it's got to be interdependent. Interdependent comes when you have two independent people, two independent people that are financially independent, socially independent, emotionally, spiritually, physically independent. That's what creates a healthy long-term relationship. And you know what? Our goal for all of us should be to have that independence before we retire. We should get it as fast as we can in a relationship. That means, too, that you can hold your own socially, hold your own physically, hold your own financially. You've got to be able to do it. Two people that are married that are independent can then reach a point of being interdependent together where you can start sharing your goals, your dreams, and your power together, which creates better relationships. So I think I just have them sit back see what's going on. Maybe go ask mom and dad. That's my news. That's my feedback for this wonderful couple. Good luck to them and good luck to all of you. We'll be back tomorrow. Your homework assignment, go give some feedback. And let's start today with just the good stuff. Start noticing specifically what the people around you are doing that makes such a positive difference in your life and be sure to share it with them. That'll make the hard stuff a lot easier to give later on. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back tomorrow with more great ideas and tools right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.